Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 331 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we conclude this week's study of uh, this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants, sections 137 to 138 in the week of um, November uh, the 29th to December the 5th. We are well into the December December month now. And preparing for Christmas around here and it's a very exciting time and as we conclude this week well we are now this is the final episode we'll be talking about the Doctrine and Covenants itself I mean obviously and uh, next week we'll be talking about other um, documents and revelations that have been given that are part of this study for this year but in terms of the sections of the Doctrine and Covenants this this brings us to the end um, and I hope that you know throughout this year's study with with us and together uh, studying as a as a community on the Facebook group and sharing your thoughts on there and being able to um, reflect on other aspects in this daily study podcast that you've been able to learn something and develop your understanding and knowledge of the Doctrine and Covenants in church history. I know myself, I, I really have. And so I'm first of all grateful for the opportunity that I have to be able to share my thoughts on this podcast. Uh, we'll go straight to verse 39. I don't think we'll get through everything that I want to get through with this section. There's so many great things in here. So please do, in the uh, the last few hours of this day, have a chance uh, to have a look at anything else you've not looked at in these two sections. They are really a good companion to each other. In verse 39, um, we are told about some of the individuals who are there in the um, spirit world to help with the Saviour in his teaching uh, to the spirits in prison. In verse 39 it says, Our glorious mother Eve and many of her faithful daughters who had lived through the ages and worshipped the true and living God. So obviously it's, all of us will be engaged in this great work. Um, and I love the fact that the sisters are brought out and, and pointed out in this revelation because they will have an important role to play. Um, President, uh, President James E. Faust said, quote, Mother Eve left a lasting legacy that comes down through the ages to bless the lives of all men and women. As daughters of God, you cannot imagine the divine potential within each of you. Surely, surely the secret citadel of woman's inner strength is spirituality. In this, you equal and even surpass men as you do in faith, morality and commitment when truly converted to the gospel. This inner spiritual sense seems to give you a certain resilience to cope with sorrow, trouble and uncertainty. You cannot imagine the gifts and talents each of you has. Close quote. Um, you know, there is a great potential in each of us um, and we are to be part of this great work um, even after we... Um, pass through from this life and this is something which is shown as in Doctrine and Covenants 138 we also have others such as Abel and Seth and Adam Noah, Shem, Abraham, Isaac Jacob, Moses, Isaiah Ezekiel, Daniel Elias, Malachi Elijah and Elijah himself um, and this is obviously involving all these individuals who are part of this bringing the, the keys of the, of the priesthood uh, back to the earth as well. And they will be part of this great work to those spirits in prison. And then we move forward uh, and we look at verse 49, which says, All these and many more, even the prophets who dwelt among the Nephites and testified of the coming of the Son of God, mingled in the vast assembly and waited for their deliverance. Um, for the dead had looked upon the, the long absence of their spirits from their bodies as a bondage. 
So we see here just how important our bodies are, are, are the reason um, that we came to this earth. You know, one of the main reasons was indeed to get a body. Um, Susan W. Tanner said, quote, our bodies are our temples. We are not less, but more like Heavenly Father because we are embodied. I testify that we are his children, made in his image with the potential to become like him. Let us treat this divine gift of the body with great care. Someday, if we are worthy, we shall receive a perfected, glorious body, pure and clean like my new little granddaughter, only inseparably bound to the spirit. And we shall count, shout for joy to receive this gift again for which we have longed. May we respect the sanctity of the body during mortality, so the Lord may sanctify and exalt it for eternity. Close quote. I really love that insight that Sister Tana gives there about the idea that when we are with our body, when we are embodied in flesh, we are more like our Father in heaven than we are than we were without one. And that just actually reframes mortality for me. We often talk about how, you know, we have a body, we come to earth and we are uh, we have the natural man and things are difficult because we have a tendency to do, you know, wicked things at times and and things like that. And that can be very um, negative, give a negative image of our bodies and how they are faulted um, and, and mortal. And and of course they are, you know, they, they decay, they get old, they um, they also have, you know, desires which we need to try and learn to, to bridle. Um, but the fact is, is that these bodies are a huge, massive step in becoming like our Heavenly Father. And without our bodies, we cannot become like him. And so actually moving from our pre-mortal existence to the life on we have in mortality on earth is a major stepping stone. It's a major step toward what our Heavenly Father wants us to become like him. Uh, and I thought that was a really nice reminder about, and this verse, in fact, is a nice reminder about how, you know, we need these bodies in order to be not in bondage, to be able to be able to act and not be acted upon. Um, as we move forward in this section, we have in verse 53, reference to the prophet Joseph Smith, Hiram Smith, Brigham Young, John Taylor, Wilford Woodruff, and other choice spirits who were, who were reserved to come forth in the fullness of times to take part in the laying of the foundations of the great latter-day work. Um, I think it's interesting that obviously um, these prophets are mentioned. Interestingly, the, the predecessor of um, Joseph S. Smith, Lorenzo Snow, isn't mentioned in this uh, group, but perhaps he hadn't received his assignment yet, or perhaps he wasn't uh, there at that moment. Um, but I'm sure he was, I'm sure he is part of that great work as well. Um, but we obviously have this idea that there are people who, individuals who need to take part in this work. And I know there specifically it refers to those who were reserved to take part in laying the foundations of the latter day work. But of course it involves us as well, um, you know, individuals, members who have striven to, to keep their covenants and to follow the gospel, we will be part of that great work to reach out uh, to those who are, who have passed on and teach them the blessings of the gospel so that they can accept it and receive it for themselves as well. Um, and just what a great blessing it is to know that they will have that choice and that opportunity to learn um, about the gospel uh, even after they have passed on. Um in verse 57, it says, I beheld that the faithful elders of this dispensation, when they depart from mortal life, continue their labours in the preaching of the gospel of repentance and redemption through the sacrifice of the only begotten Son of God. Among those who are in darkness and under the bondage of sin in the great world of the spirits of the dead. 
Um, to finish this um, session today, I'm going to share this quote by Elder D. Dodd Christofferson, who said, quote, Inasmuch as we follow Christ, we seek to participate in and further his redemptive work. The greatest service we can provide to others in this life, beginning with those of our own family, is to bring them to Christ through faith and repentance. They may experience his redemption, peace and joy now and immortality and eternal life in the world to come. The work of our missionaries is a magnificent expression of the Lord's redeeming love. As his authorised messengers, they offer the incomparable blessings of faith in Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost, opening the way to spiritual rebirth and redemption. We can also assist in the Lord's redemption of those beyond the grave. With the benefit of vicarious rites, we offer them in the temples of God. Even those who died in bondage to sin can be freed. Close quote. And this reminds us once again, coming back full circle to our living prophet today, President Russell M. Nelson, who has spoken recently about, gather, about how we need to be part of the gathering of Israel on both sides of the veil. Both sides of that work is key, is necessary, is important. And we need to make sure that we do what we can in this life to, yes, spread the gospel and share it with those that we know on this earth, but also reach out and find those who have passed on before us so they can receive that blessing as well. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this study. Please follow the, the Facebook group. Uh, that's Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And until we meet again.